0: Well, hello everyone, welcome to Bible Quest. This is the Tuesday edition where we talk with you about the Bible and its relevance for today every Tuesday at 2. My name is Justin Doms. Uh, let me invite you to interact with us live. We'll be watching the YouTube channel throughout today's discussion, and you can check out the chat option there, or you can visit us at biblequest.tv. If you have questions, comments, or questions you'd like for us to consider in future discussions, we'd love to hear from you there. Uh, we want to make this discussion uh, profitable to you as you try to draw closer to Jesus and you walk with Him in this life. The Bible is incredibly practical, and that's what Bible Quest is about. It's about helping you in your journey to know the Lord and His Word. Uh, Today, we have with us Elijah. Elijah is my oldest son, 14 years old. Uh, Scott uh, Smelser should be joining us here pretty soon. Uh, He had a bad Wi-Fi connection where he was, so he'll be uh, popping in just as soon as he can uh but recently scott uh had asked you to um to look at some questions that you might have and you actually talked with some young folks here recently Mm -hmm. um just to get their input about questions or ideas for us to talk about here that might be relevant uh whether it's for young people or just anybody in general so
1: you had several options i did um but i decided on uh the topic of serving others the idea of not thinking about ourselves because a lot of the times i know for myself it's really easy to just get sucked in think a lot about what i want to do what i need to do um and not think about serving others putting others interests others needs on my own well i'm kind of curious is that a topic that you felt like um i don't know a group of young people that's that's what you all decided you needed to hear so actually a lot of what uh what happened was i was given a lot of options um and i kind of decided on that i think that's really important for a lot of young people in general to to think about and not just young people it's important to think about others throughout all stages of life
0: okay okay so this is kind of a personal request from you yeah. um why why not just think about yourself because that's not what god says to do okay. <laughs> that's fair uh yeah certainly god um, and God put us here for a different reason. Um, so Elijah has mentioned this topic to me before already. Uh, so this was something I was trying to prepare for, uh, and, and think through. And honestly, the, the first thing that I thought of, uh, was Luke chapter 10. Um, so in Luke 10, Jesus, is, he's come to Jerusalem, um, or he's on his way, uh, and he is, uh, he's been confronted by some teachers. Uh, and so in Luke 10, we've uh, got a lawyer who stands up uh, to put Jesus to the test in Luke 10, verse 25. Uh, so while you're turning there, let me go ahead and introduce uh, another panelist here. Uh, Scott Smelser has joined us. How are you doing today, Scott?
2: Um,
0: so we're, so we're talking today about, um, the the importance of thinking of others uh rather than just thinking of ourselves um elijah actually asked a a group of young people about some things they would want to talk about so i was i wasn't impressed that they wanted to talk about this Uh, but on the other hand i think it wasn't just they were saying this but they, they felt like they needed it so um so the first topic the first passage that came to my mind was actually luke 10. um Where the the scribe, the lawyer, comes to Jesus and says, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says in verse 26, What's written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love yourself with all your heart and soul and strength and mind. Um it's not what he says at all. Uh, (laughs) he said, You should you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, You've answered correctly do this and you will live and I, and I think the, the the lawyer's problem wasn't really a knowledge problem he knew this this was actually I think a fairly common understanding of the law that there are these two great commands uh Jesus is affirming that idea the problem is that we just don't do it mm. and so Jesus tells a story because the lawyer trying to justify himself he's trying to trap Jesus probably uh, and then Jesus, you know just uh, marvelously works through the, the question, uh, but then he wants to justify himself because obviously that's the right answer. So, uh, you, you know, me, Jesus, I'd hate to love the wrong person. Uh, so who is my neighbor? Um, and so Jesus tells a story about the the Samaritan who stops by and helps uh, the man, has compassion on him. Um, Jesus asks the question, you know, which one proved he a neighbor. Was it the Levite? Was it the priest? Uh, or was it the Samaritan? And he said, it was the one who showed him mercy almost as though he couldn't quite bring himself to say the Samaritan, right? It's the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise, um, loving our neighbor, loving God. Uh, that's what we're here for. You know, we're, we're, we're not here to pursue our own pleasure. Um, the sign, I'm not sure, Scott, how long it was like this, but I know now the sign, when you come into the state of Pennsylvania, uh, it says, pursue your happy. Uh, thats I don't think that's the state motto, but that's just what the sign says now when you come into the state. And that's just, that's a trap. Uh, don't you think?
2: Yeah, and it's ironic because you will be happier if you put God first and care about other people. If you ignore god and you're always putting yourself in front of everybody else you're not going to be very happy not long time yeah yeah so jesus put it this way you know if you seek your life you're going to lose it he that exalts himself is going to be humble the first is going to be last Let, let's take these guys in the the account here uh, I, I take it as a parable or a story but let's suppose they're actual guys. Who would you want to be friends with or neighbor or work with? The Samaritan or this priest or Levi?
1: Samaritan, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you be more inclined to name your kid after? Who? You know, who would you respect more? Who? Would, it's the people, I often put it this way, we're selfish because we think that if we get what we want, it'll make us happy. If if we get first in line, if we get the biggest piece, if we get the biggest chunk, then we'll be happy. But you think about people that, i just ask you guys, think about people you've known that always put themselves first. Are you thinking about happy people? yeah
0: yeah
2: now think about somebody that you really respect and love and they're a happy person you're thinking about somebody that cares about other people and that is a servant to other people so it's 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 a it's a paradox
0: it is and i I think we we feel a little insecure and maybe that's one of the reasons we don't we don't serve others before ourselves is because if i don't take care of me well then who's going to take care of me you know if, if, if i don't stand up for my rights uh if i don't protect uh my property and my interests then obviously no one is going to stand up for my rights or protect my property or protect my interests Um, I know what I need, I know what I want, and so if I don't pursue it, then I'm just going to go without. And there's a kind of insecurity there. Um, So I I was thinking about what is it that makes it possible for someone to love other people more than themselves?
2: Well, actually, the second greatest commandment is not love other people more than yourself. Okay. It is love others. As yourself. Yeah. Among Christians, in Philippians 2, Paul yeah. says, esteem the other better than yourself. But the other is is as. And so yeah. our discussion uh, uh, about this topic, actually we were talking about communism yesterday at the gym, and and this came up, and I pointed out in the, the parable, I mean in the commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself and you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to love your neighbor. It's not wrong to care about your own interests. But let, 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 let's take the Samaritan here, for example. He had a beast that he was riding on. It made it easier. He could go farther, get to where he's going to, make the trip easier. He was headed somewhere to do something. Maybe it was what he wanted to do or they're was going to benefit him loving neighbor self doesn't mean you don't care anything about yourself but what do we see happens when the priest sees and, and imagine you're the guy laying there by the road half dead. you're out in the middle of nowhere you're gonna die if nobody comes in your footsteps oh there's somebody oh it's a priest and what is it what did the priest do when he saw him walked by on the other side, moved to the other side. Here's some more feet. Oh, it's a Levi. When he saw him. Was to the other side. Was to the other side. The Samaritan, when he saw him. Had compassion. Was moved, my translation says, was moved with compassion. And now, it's not that the Samaritan didn't care about his own things. But this man's in a greater need than he wants. And the Samaritan knew if I'd been beaten up and laying half dead, I would desperately want someone to help me. So now he puts all of his plans, which can be adjustable, aside for this man that's in desperate need. So now who rides the beast? This, this man. Now who benefits from the money in the Samaritan's pocket? this man now who gets taken care of while the Samaritan's having a band of bloody wounds? this man, because he understands what he would want done for him, if not the same, recently by the King.
0: Yeah, and it brings up an interesting point. Um, Have you ever heard it said, um, you know, the, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And therefore, uh, Jesus is commanding us to love ourselves. Um, and I, I think that might take it too far. And you're not, I don't think you're suggesting that. I, yeah. I think he's saying we naturally want yes. to protect ourselves. Yes. Uh, the proverb, Proverbs 19, verse eight, uh, whoever against sense loves his own soul.
2: Yes. Yes. So it's like an Ephesians spine. Husband, love your wife is your own body. Nobody ever hated his own flesh. It's natural for us to be interested in ourselves. Right, right. What we should be is also caring about other people. Not that we're not interested in ourselves because like, here's my neighbor, you know, he's sick. He got laid off. Should I care about it? Bible says, care about it. What if I'm the one that's sick and got laid off? Should I care about that? Yes, you care about that, too. Uh, so it's not that you don't care about yourself, but you stop putting yourself So here's here's an easy way, I think, to see it. Uh Justin, you got several kids. Uh, when I saw them in Harrisburg, the I just reminded you, uh, you're a good group. <laughs> you're a good group. I appreciate you guys. But let's say, as you as the father, do you want Elijah to do well anymore? Yeah, for sure. You want him to do good and and find meaning and and enjoy life. Yes, you do. Do you want that for your other kids too? Yes, yeah. you do. Do you want Elijah to succeed because he undermines and lies about and knocks out some of your other kids? <laughs>
0: uh, no, no.
2: Right, and that's what God wants for us. God. Doesn't want us to be miserable. And he, he wants us to suffer consequences when we, you know, do stupid things. Like we want our kids to learn that too. God wants us to do well, but not by lying about, misrepresenting, taking advantage of, cheating, and stepping over the bodies of other people. Yeah,
0: well, and, and also, you know, these, these two greatest commands, it is two commands, not three. You know, it's love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's not love God, love your neighbor. Make sure you love me too. You know, lo- love yourself. Right. And I, I mention that because I I think there, there's a lot of talk today about self care yeah. and about uh, self love. And you know, there's a part of that that's right. That I need to keep a watch on myself. Paul tells Timothy to do that. Um, I need to be mindful of my limitations. I need sleep, right? I need need to spend private time in prayer. Uh, I need physical nourishment. If I'm going to care for my family, then I need to, you know, I exercise regularly. I used not to, Uh, but Scott, you talked with me about exercising regularly because I need to take care of my family and I I don't want to be, you know, one day, 50 years old and all stiffened up and I can't get around and help people. So I've got to, take care of myself but take care of myself not just for me but for the sake of being a servant to other people uh, and so this this idea I've seen so much in advertising recently it's kind of this idea of you deserve yes you get what you deserve don't you yes. haven't you earned the right to and that idea is so far from the gospel message we give up our rights for the sake of others second okay.
2: Timothy 3 1 Know this in the last days, grievous times will come. Men shall be lovers of self. Uh people today are so self-absorbed. And some of the reasons why is because there's a bunch of miserable people. And the therapists and everybody else and the school systems, it's like, oh, we need to make these kids feel better about themselves. We and, and so they'll they'll have exercises like they'll pass a box or anything. In the bottom of the box is a mirror. And the children are told, look in the box and you will see the most important person in the world. And so he's supposed to do It's me! (laughs) I'm the most important person in the world. Well, that's just silly because the next guy thinks it's him. And (laughs) I don't know who thought of this idea. It's, It's just really ignorant. If you go through life thinking that you're all that, you're the only one on that page the state trooper doesn't think that your boss is not going to think that other people have to deal with your conceited self are not going to think that so this is it's kind of like when jesus said don't make don't call your religious leaders father you're all brethren right and so it's not wrong to care about yourself we naturally care about ourselves but we naturally and easily care too much about ourselves and this is saying love your neighbor mm-hmm. the way the, the interest that you have for yourself also have interest in your neighbor right That's what the samaritan does
0: and and the the negative of that when when i think i'm the most important person in the room and then i inevitably suffer right i'm going to be the victim i deserved and i didn't receive <laughs> and therefore the the world and god oh man and so I was thinking of of the life of Joseph with this. Um, Joseph is remarkable. I mean, just, just the person, the character of Joseph in the book of Genesis. Uh, he is hated by his brothers, really, I think to no fault of his own. Some have suggested that maybe Joseph was the uh, snotty nose, younger brother who kind of tattletaled on his brothers. But I don't think the Bible leaves much room for that impression. Maybe, but... Uh, he's telling us brothers cause his brothers did a bad job, That's right? Um, his father showed him favoritism and it got him, uh, hated by his brothers. He has these dreams, which are really visions from God. It's prophecy. Uh, and then he's, he's threatened with death ends up being sold into slavery. I think they assume that he really dies in slavery. Um, but, uh, he is then falsely accused, tempted to commit adultery, falsely accused, and then forgotten in prison for years the next time he sees his brothers he is unrecognizable he is the second in command in all of egypt and they are begging for their lives and he could have had their heads on a chopping block but through a series of tests he determines that these men are now different and he they don't deserve mercy but he gives them mercy and do you remember the reason why he he shows them mercy no i don't it it seems like in the end of genesis he says you meant this for evil god meant it for good and so to joseph he was not the main character of his story We were sort of i don't know about you but I, i sometimes catch myself looking at my life thinking that i'm the hero of my story you know we kind of have these uh these inner monologues and you know we've got this autobiography going and there's sort of this you know i'm the hero of the plot and so That's just, that's not the way Joseph saw his life, is God was the hero. And it was about what does God want out of this? And so if God wants me to love him, if God wants, like you mentioned, kind of this father figure wants all of his children to do well, it wasn't just Joseph do well. It was Reuben and Simeon and Levi and Judah and Benjamin, like all of them do well. And so Joseph saw God's purpose and said, you know what, this is not about me. This is about God. And it's about the people he wants to bless. And that positioned him to feel secure enough to show them love when they didn't deserve it.
2: Yeah. And I have a question for Elijah here. And it has to do with what we're talking about. Because so much today emphasis is put on being the victim. It's almost like people relish being the victim. The more things where you can count that you've been the victim, that's more points for you and so everybody's in therapy uh and there are some people that sometimes benefit from therapists and there are some therapists that are good there are some therapists that are not and there are some people that if they would i'm not gonna get started down that road i'll get to the point the question that that i want to make and so then they think we got to make these people feel better about themselves so elijah yes What is more likely going to make you feel better about yourself—getting a participation trophy, uh, looking in a mirror, and being told you're the most important person in the world—or when you work hard and sacrifice and do good, and it benefits? Maybe it helps somebody else. It it accomplishes, you know, good in your life or other people's life. Which which makes you feel better?
1: Absolutely, the second option: working for others and working hard. Doing good work is absolutely great.
2: Yeah. So instead of trying to make people feel good about not doing good, which is where we're at now, you need to just love yourself the way you are. I mean, you're really capable of a you know. <laughs> and, and and I should not people people should not love me for the times that I've been a journey. Um when we do better that can be appreciated yeah. uh, and so we've, we've gone away from do what you're supposed to do serve god serve other people and, and in the book of proverbs who sleeps well at night the right yeah. uh, and we've taken away the obligation to do good and we're wanting to celebrate being a victim and being selfish and self-centered. By the way, self-pity is another form of selfishness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and the way we think of guilt, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it creeps in with guilt. When I've done wrong and I feel bad, how I handle a confession or an apology, uh, if I confess to someone and then they don't take it well, well, then i get all upset what well, was i apologizing to serve this person or was i apologizing so they could make me feel better about my guilt and then i'm self i'm self-serving again so and sure. all kinds of things like this uh it's, it's just a really really tricky thing you remind me of a, a man mm-hmm. i know a good good godly man um got a young family and he was through a series of circumstances just he got into a, a pattern of being overwhelmed with fear and depression and anxiety uh, and just really, really had worked himself up big time trying to serve the Lord, trying to be faithful. And a, a therapist, a counselor um, who was a Christian, mind you. But he, he said, you know, what you really need to do is you need to um, you need to take some time for yourself. And you need to find a way to relax and enjoy some recreation. It sounds like
2: reasonable advice. Sabbath was a day off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's there's some there's some legitimate, you know, need for that. Yeah. But um, but he, he then received counsel from another uh, brother, a godly brother, who's not a licensed therapist. He just said, you know what, that sounds really selfish. Um, because the way he was encouraging me to go about it was, you know, schedule a couple of times each week and, um, take some time off of work and, and just really focus on taking time for yourself. And this other brother said, you know, I I think instead you need to focus on your family and you need to focus on serving the Lord and learn to find the joy in that. Mm -hmm. And he did. And you know what? He felt better. (laughs) Um, I I think when we chase the feeling, when we chase the the sense of my happy and pursue my happy and pursue my joy, then we will always be chasing our chaos. But if instead we pursue our God-given purpose, we'll find delight. You know, God made me to love him. He made me to love other people. And so when you do what you're made for, then you're happy.
2: Paul's circumstances are not good when he writes the book of Libyans, mm-hmm. but he uses joy and rejoice over and over and over. Because what he's rejoicing is is in the Lord. That's the one thing that they can't take away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can take away your money. They can take away your health. They can take away your freedom. They can take away your life. They couldn't take the Lord uh, away from it. Um, and there's just, there's, in this con- conversation yesterday, discussing communism, this young man and different things, and he had a good day. so He was talking about, like some of this is, he was talking about, uh, like on greed. You know, it's it's good to you know accomplish things and want to get things. I mean, in proverbs, it talks about you know taking care of your property and, and prospering and stuff. But it's there's a big difference. Here, there's a big difference between self-respect and arrogance. Before God, we need to keep a humility that says, even when we've done what we were supposed to do, we're still in profitable service. Sure. We're saved by grace, not our works. But there is a satisfaction that comes from being faced with right and wrong and saying, no, God doesn't want me to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the right thing. And a satisfaction that comes from this person needed help and I was able to help them. And wow, I, it, it helped them. So they appreciated it. It really got them ahead. They were so thankful. It's, it's And even if they don't, even if you don't see it, just there's satisfaction in doing things for reason, Good right. things for the right reason. But what we natural what we have to battle against is the natural inclination to stop caring about other people, to start caring inordinately about ourselves. Here's one pride grows really easily in a religious community or a religious family. Um, there, there's stuff that grows in the bottom of the fridge that doesn't grow well out in a sunny field. Okay? Being a meth dealer doesn't fit in very well in church. You know, if I, if, if I go to church and say, hey, I'm opening up a meth lab, that's not going to go well. But crime can thrive in religious people speak. If you want evidence for that, just look at the New Testament. Sure, and the Pharisees, uh, and, and and it can thrive. So sometimes, like I tell young men, you know, say you blood singing, or you do a talk or a sermon, and the little old lady, she says, "That was so good. I always like it when you lead singing. I always, you're one of my favorite speakers." Of, oh, like if you're, or I, I like to hear you speak. That was really good. If your thought bubble is yes. I'm better than everybody else. You know, I'm I'm the star here. She would slap it down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but she was wanting to encourage you. She sees a young man who's doing something good and she appreciates that. And she's wanting to encourage that. If she saw where it went in his egotistical mind, you know, she'd pull out her hat pin and pop it. Uh, Cause that's not what she means. Uh, and so if we can, and, and we need our bubbles popped sometimes. David needs his bubble popped. David, David popped.
0: You know, I, that makes me think this this need that we have to fear God. Um, worship's not about me. Life is not about me. It's about wow. the Lord. Um, and so if I keep, keep God in the room with me, then I'd think less of myself. Yep. But then if I would remember that the God in the room with me took off his outer garment, himself in a towel and watch the feet even of the man who was going to betray him right. then it, it wouldn't be a theoretical thing it'd be a very practical thing there are people that i meet daily that jesus wants me to serve he's great and he is so great and yet serves and who am i to sit on the sidelines letting other people hoping other people will serve me uh it, it's just the more the more we see jesus the more we learn to love his example um i was i was listening to someone describe uh jesus on the cross um i don't think jesus suffering made him happy you know um but hebrews does describe that he despised the cross for the joy that was set before him and i think part of that joy was knowing that that he was obeying God and that he was serving other people in the most needful way. Um, and there's, I don't know, there's, there ought to be a joy that we find then in participating in that same kind of service toward others. And if we, really, if we really took in that story, really understood and believed that Jesus did die for me, I don't know, it ought not be so difficult to serve other people. Um, but we'd rather just sit by and hope someone's going to take notice and serve us. We don't get it. Maybe it just shows that we don't get the story. I don't know, Elijah. What, you were, I asked you to do some prep for this kind of
1: discussion. Did you have some passages that came to mind? Um, basically, all of what you're saying is very, very good. Um, I came up with, yeah, Philippians 2, talking about counting others more significant than yourselves. Um, not uh, when Jesus talks about how you can't serve two masters. Um, yeah, just the idea of empathy, counting others about how others feel thinking about mm-hmm. their wants their needs um their people too yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah.
0: well there's probably a lot more to discuss with this um but the idea of being joyful uh for the sake of others uh so we're again it's what we're made for um yeah it ought, it ought to be a delight in watching others do well. Um, so that may be enough for today, Scott, unless you have some closing thoughts for our discussion.
2: Uh, just just this. you go by a graveyard, you see all those tombstones. And if under one of those tombstones is the body of a person that went through life, not serving other people, not helping other people, and thinking it was all about them.. Positive. What did they get? And they're gone and they fail to be the very thing that a human being is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's um, you know, a toaster is supposed to toast, a watch is supposed to tell time. We're supposed to love God and love our neighbor, and you didn't. And then you got to face judgment and stand before God, then you didn't that you didn't screw um, And then you see someone in their are past them. Their works follow them. It says in Hebrews. And there's people all around that are Christians now because that person lived. Or a young person that didn't get into drugs and go down the round path because that person lived. Um, there's all these people that received so many gifts from that person and now they in turn are giving gifts to other people. And it's just, it, it's it's the paradox, that when we're focused on self, we lose self. Yeah. And when we let go of self and stop focusing on self, then we're serving God and we're serving others. But guess who also gets the benefit?
0: It is more truly more blessed to give yeah. than to receive. You yeah. um, make me think of Matthew 25, the the way that Jesus goes about judging us at the end of time yeah. is uh, whether we serve people. You know
2: Exactly.
0: You know, when, when did I see you in prison, when did I see you naked? You did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. Uh, so looking for others and looking for opportunities to serve, uh, we'll just, we'll find so much more joy uh, in that. Yep. So good, needed discussion. Thank you, Elijah, for, mm-hmm. for asking the question. Yep. Uh, we'll get nice. some more questions like this. And like I said, it's for young people and old people alike. We all need these reminders. Uh, But that does conclude our discussion for today. Thanks for tuning in. If you found the study of God's Word helpful, please share with others. If you have other questions, comments, uh, requests for studies, visit us at BibleQuest.tv. Thanks for joining in. God be with you. And if he's willing, we'll see you next week.
2: All right.